Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Alan, good morning. Good morning, listeners. Right, you are here predominantly to look, I suppose, at e-bikes and also uh, a worrying trend at the National Driver's Licence Service. Yes. But uh, it wasn't lost in me, and I'm sure it's not lost in anyone who follows social media. You have been fairly clear-cut in your view of the situation over Damien English and his resignation as a minister. I, I, I sense from you you don't think this goes far enough. No, it's not. That's, that, that's baffling. Like, this, this man, this TD former minister now, thankfully, he lied on a planning application. He lied that he didn't own a home to get around planning legislation to get another home when he had one. He already had a home. He didn't declare that in the register of interest in the doll. So he lied. And like at this distance, we, we've seen other examples which are also very worrying in the recent past of other ministers and junior ministers. Robert Troy had to resign because he couldn't fill out a basic form correctly. Stephen Donnelly didn't do correct... Uh, uh, disclosures but Damien English is pretty clear cut that he he lied now he, yes he has resigned as a minister it's quite sickening though I thought personally to hear our Taoiseach saying well he's, you know, this is a high cost he's paid for this I'm going to keep repeating it, he lied so like he should be stripped at a minimum he can't, he can't be removed as a TD that's up to the people of his constituency at the next election but from a party politics point of view for you the believe t- he for should the lose t-shirt, the yeah. yes, for the Taoiseach of our land to stand behind a TD that actively belied to get her out for his own benefit. I, it baffles me. I, I genuinely cannot understand. And, like, it, it just adds to the dialogue out there that, like, all politicians are corrupt, all public reps are corrupt, which we're not. We're not. But most of us can fill out basic forms. I would say the vast majority of us aren't corrupt. But when something like this happens, and it's just... I would say he, this is not, he has not been held accountable by his own party. He, the people of Mid East will make their own judgments. But from his own party point of view, he hasn't. So it's it's very disappointing. It's very worrying. Uh, and, and you believe from a public trust should, point of view, you believe he should lose the party whip. Totally, the it's, with, it's, with, it's within the, the the power of the Taoiseach to remove the party whip from him. Mm-hmm. I think that should be the minimum that should happen. He lied. Okay, you made your point. Let's see, see what the, the listeners do. They agree or disagree with Independent Councillor Leonard Kelly. I, I have noticed, Leonard, because uh, I've been at the monthly meetings, and not at the, the district meetings, but I have been at the monthly meetings, you are quite strong on a number of issues at the moment, and in particular the regeneration of the south of Wexford Main Street, because your district is Wexford. Yeah. Are you happy with the pace, the way things are progressing at the moment? No, not at all. Uh, this is our county town. The, the, our main street is, is the jewel and the crown of our town. Hmm. You can see over the last number of years the slow creep of dereliction on our south main street. There are some amazing businesses there that are doing their best and are being innovative in terms of offering what they offer. But there are large swathes of it. Look at the Lowney Mall building. The facades are falling apart. It's empty. There are other buildings that are empty. There's a selection of reasons. Some are in probate. Some are being sat on as land banks by developers or builders. The council have to step up on this. Three years ago, or just when I when I was elected a councillor, I was shown plans for South Main Street, and they, they looked ambitious. They looked something that would have added to it. But nothing is moving, and that's why I have been pushing that the executive will come to the district and show us what the plans are. Because I, I don't have enough information to know, is it on the fault of the people who are owning these derelict sites and buildings? Is it that the council aren't stepping up in terms of, you know, developing this plan? So, look... I also like to try and think 
positively think forward looking. So I'm glad that the executive have committed to coming back to the district next month with some sort of a plan of what 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 we want South Main Street to look like. But I hope there's some detail in that. Hmm. Uh, and I'm the looking other for area, we, I, the people who, who live and work in a town deserve that. I, I listen regularly uh, to the various questions that are put to the, the top table uh, at the monthly meetings. Another uh, point that you're very strong on is Trinity Wharf. And, uh, and I'm led to believe that there is movement there. Yeah. Is that moving quick enough for you? <laughs> no, not. But look, I I know we've come through COVID. I understand. I understand what has been going on for the last number of years. But again, that is, it's another thing. It, it's it's another site that's been sitting idle now for over ten years. I, I think at this point, um, I would. I know that Mara are going into that. So we have one tenant. We'll say of the area. I would like to see some announcement if a hotelier is purchasing or is hoping to go in there. I'd like us to know that there is something de- definitely happening. I would like to know in terms of the office space that the world of work has changed since COVID. In terms of a lot more people are remote working, they're, they're, they're working at home. I, I just, I, I want to be convinced, Alan, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I am, and it can be thrown that, oh, look, we all have to be ambitious for our town. We're all ambitious for our town. I want to see success in our town. I want to see our main street being successful. But you're I, frustrated I by the pace of things. Yes. And the lack of detail, the lack that this is what we're going after. Hmm. We have to be able to show that to people. That's how you bring people on board with us to say, this is what we're going after. Not an idea. It's a plan. Yeah. I want to see plans, and that's what I'm pushing for. Just as, just as a matter of interest, because I've noticed in, in, in recent sessions that uh, before, when I went to the earlier exchanges, could be five or six questions asked, mm. and I'd be listening then to try and get the answers for them. Now it's been broken down into three questions, which is much easier to understand and to follow. Would it help, do you think, if, if the questions that you councillors are putting forward, that the, um, the people at the top table were, were aware of these questions so they could give you more definitive answers? Because I'm led to believe that when you ask a question, they're hearing this for the first time, whereas if they knew in advance, could they give you a more definitive answer? Yeah, possibly. I'd have no problem. Is that, a, that. an interesting point? Yeah, yeah. That's that. That would sound like a, a good way of planning out the meeting. Yeah, I, I would have no issue with that at all. It might might be something I might propose at the next meeting. Yeah, because yeah. it, it is. It has to, because we meet on a monthly basis. Yeah, we meet on a monthly basis. So it's something that yes, anything that's going to speed up the the information flow for councillors. Because I know as a, as a radio presenter, if someone if a listener sends me in something that I haven't heard of before, I'd have to say, well, look, we're going to look into this. Yeah. Whereas if we if we knew before we came on air, we might be able to get the answer before. I'm just making that as a suggestion. Now, now I do have to say, like I, you've sat in on the meetings, the executive yeah. do do their best in terms of answering the questions that are asked. I I totally do understand that, but yeah. I have no problem with submitting questions in advance. All right, let's get on to the situation with uh, the, um, the 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 driving license situation. Yes. What are, are yes. the lack of uh, action here? What's happening? Okay, the National Driver License Service. So this is the service that's located down beside the train station in Wexford Town. So if you need to renew your license, whether that be for a car, for a tractor, whatever it may be, that this was a building here in town that you could go into and sort out whatever documentation you needed to do to get your license. So I, somebody came to me recently to say that they had heard that the service was going to be cut from a five-day-a-week down to a more part-time, two, maybe three-day-a-week service. Mm. Uh, I think a TD from Donegal brought this up in the doll last week, but that was for Donegal. But my understanding was that it was for Wexford. I got confirmation this week that that is going to be happening in Wexford also from the middle of February. That's going to be cut to two and a half days per week. And, and do you know why? 
Well, it's the justification that's been used across the board in all services that, you know, more people are going online. Mm. But like that's... it's. Yes, people are going on, online. Some people are happy to do so. Yeah. But there are a lot of people, for a selection of reasons, they, they need additional help, yeah. whether it is through the... They don't have the technology to engage with the online space, maybe from just from a pure intellectual point of view, or they just can't understand what needs to be done. Okay. It's a service, Alan. Right. And I say, from, no, but just from a service point of view, we have to get away, and government has to get away from this business model idea that, look, if something isn't making sense, 80 people a day, my understanding, are still going into the service in Wexford. Right. Now we're telling them, no. We're going to talk more at length uh, about a number of issues with you over the coming weeks. I know you have, you, you're, you're very big into the whole area of positive mental health, and I'll get back to you in that because you talked to me about this. Yeah, uh, I have an initiative uh, coming up. Yeah, yeah, so we'll talk about that. But just very quickly, e-bikes, you, you talked to me about this before. Yeah, e-bikes. Okay. Yeah, it's progressing. Uh, it, it's really progressing. So it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to say that March, hopefully April at the latest, that we will be starting to see these bikes uh, in and around Wexford Town. The plan is to have between, I understand, between 50 and 60 bikes across possibly 40 different locations. Yeah. Uh, the, I saw this last year, first of all, in, in Sligo. It was a massive success. I've been checking in with people up there and councillors in Sligo. It, it's universally liked up there. So I think this is going to grade, or it's going to aid greatly to the offering. And I also like to say it's about giving people an option to do something different. These aren't going to be for everybody, Alan, but there are people that will be very happy to be able to leave the car at home and hop on a bike for that short journey. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.